And welcome back to season four of the Corona Diaries podcast. Yep, that's right. We've produced four seasons with a total of 12 episodes. Now, to jog your memory a little bit about our podcast, Corona Diaries is about life during the COVID-19 pandemic. It is produced by second year journalism students at Rhodes University. Now, each season, a new group of students give us a glimpse and they tell us about their stories during lockdown. And we feature them right here in our podcast. Each episode is hosted by a member of the class. And now this time, it's my turn. My name is Yolanda Pondo and I'm inviting you to join me on one more storytelling journey along with the Corona Diaries team. Now, if you can remember when we shared our last episode in June, only people of 35 years and older were able to get vaccinated. By August, everyone over 18 years of age could go and get a jab. So finally, it is the turn of the Corona Diaries generation, which now means that we're one step closer to life beyond lockdown. But for now, we're still wearing our masks and studying online. And in this episode, we share more stories about the strange experience. Now, don't forget, you can stay connected with us whenever. Head over to our social media and engage with us over there. Tweet us at Rhodes underscore JMS and follow us on Instagram at at Corona dot a diaries remember to use the hashtag hashtag corona diaries our stories behind the masks a podcast you can listen to at home that is like way too straight to the point of a three-week lockdown to combat the coronavirus stay at home and listen to podcasts many people do not have easy access to water and decent sanitation life in quarantine the lockdown edition our stories behind the masks Good morning. South Africa is struggling to adapt to some of the toughest restrictions in the world as it enters day two of its 21-day lockdown. Corona Diaries. Our, our stories behind By now, for most of us, wearing masks is just a part of the new normal. They're not much fun, especially when your glasses keep misting up. But we find ways of adjusting. But for people with hearing impairments, adjustment is not so easy. Corona diarist Jessica Friedman talks to us from Peter Maritzburg to explain how face masks have affected her daily interactions. Did you know Beethoven was deaf? Did you know Van Gogh cut off one of his ears? Yeah, of course you did. People love talking about these fun facts. But really, being hard of hearing isn't so exciting. Take me, for example. I have almost no hearing in my right ear. I've been this way since I was eight. You right now are only hearing me through your left ear. That means you're hearing how I hear. I wonder if you find it annoying or disorienting, since you're not used to it. This is just how I hear things. Anyway, being hard of hearing has been really annoying during the pandemic. Everyone's wearing masks all the time, so I can't tell when they're trying to talk to me because I can't see their mouth move. And sometimes, masks muffle people's voices, which makes it harder to hear them. Don't get me wrong, you should wear your damn mask. But that doesn't mean it's not inconvenient for me. 
Now, my social skills are not great at the best of times, so try throwing in the fact that I don't know if you're talking to me or not. And if I do know you're talking to me, I can probably only make out about 75% of what you're saying on a good day. At least, usually, my hearing is only obstructed by my messed up cochlea. Now I have to deal with masks. Gotta say, though, my smiling and nodding has been perfected to an art. One time, I was doing some socially distanced, fully sanitized shopping with my dad, and he was walking on my right-hand side. You know, the side with the unhearing ear. He was talking away at me about who knows what. But did I know he was talking? No. He was blending right into the chat of the shopping centre, and I couldn't see his mouth to realise he was speaking. Needless to say, he was not impressed when he realised I hadn't heard a word he said. Although, I can't say being hard of hearing doesn't come with some unexpected benefits. I can ignore people more easily. Someone I don't want to talk to is calling out to me? Sorry. I didn't hear you. I'm hard of hearing, you know. So, yeah. Being hard of hearing isn't as dramatic for me as it was for Beethoven or Van Gogh. But it is still something that makes my life a little bit harder and a little bit different. It's something I always keep in mind because it affects pretty much every interaction I have. So, I guess all this is to say that the pandemic has come with many unexpected challenges. You wouldn't think a virus has much to do with people who can't hear, but it does. Also, sometimes people aren't ignoring you when you talk to them in public. Maybe they just can't hear. Our stories behind the masks. A podcast you can listen to at home. That is like way too straight to the point. Yeah, stay at home and listen to podcasts. Many people do not have easy access to water and decent sanitation. Life in quarantine, the lockdown edition. Our stories behind the masks. Good morning. South Africa is struggling to adapt to some of the toughest restrictions in the world as it enters day two of its 21-day lockdown. Corona Diaries. Our, our stories behind. The Corona Diaries team of 2021 are part of a generation of students who have had very little experience of normal campus life. We began our first year at university just about when COVID-19 started making headlines. That was around February 2020. And since that time, we've spent most of our lives at home, learning remotely, far away from the university that we're supposed to call our home. This remains true for Nwabisa Moyo, who speaks to us from her home in Johannesburg. Bing! The SMS came in. It was January 7, 2020. And at exactly half past 11, I received my results. I had passed, like I expected, but the distinctions, not expected. This was more than just an SMS. It was my ticket to freedom, my invitation to adulthood. I was happier than I had ever been because this meant that I would get to go to the university I had dreamt of being at for three years. The University of Pretoria. Strange coming from a rodent, right? I know. As soon as I got my final acceptance to UP, I went to get everything that I needed. 
I will sit. Pots, bought. Linen, bought. Laundry bag, bought. Cutlery, set. Excuse the pun. I was ready to live my dreams in Pretoria and run the streets of Hadfield. But little did I know that that was coming to an end very quickly. On arrival, I made friends, made myself at home at Tux Village in Block D, room 304. I was happy. Everything seemed to be falling right into place. But little did I know that it was all going to go downhill from there. The first break came when I was told that the degree I had applied for at UP, which was a B-churn, had been discontinued a few years back. As soon as I heard this, I made my way back to my room. How could this happen? How could my dreams pass me by just like that? And just like that, I entered the battlefield and the worst year of my life began. With the help of my family, I managed to apply at Rhodes University and within three days, I was out of Pretoria, back in Johannesburg and on a plane to a place I never thought of or even imagined myself in. I was in Makand. As I settled in and finally got to study the degree I wanted, the second break came. COVID-19. One day, we were called into the common room and by the next, we were expected to be gone. At this point, I was used to it. The idea of leaving places just when you get comfortable had become my forte. And just like that, I had come full circle. I was back at my mother's front door with my bags and my books after being sent to school to study. And on that day, I learned that sometimes the plans I have for my life may not come to fruition and no matter how much you can long for something, what's not yours will never be yours and what is meant for you will always find a way to you. One way in which many of our corona diarists have survived the last two years of living under lockdown has been by escaping into fictional universes. One such person is Karen Banza. She explains that when the pandemic first started, she coped by binge-watching television. Then she found her way into the magical world of anime, and this helped her to cope with loneliness. I have always been a lover of series and movies. Everything ranging from the heroic world of Marvel and DC to the mysteries of unsolved crime and the tranquility of the migration patterns of buffaloes. I try to not limit myself when it comes to what I watch. Yet, for 10 years, I never bothered to wink an eye at anime. Simply put, anime is a Japanese style of animation. On the surface, you might think, it's for children. At my grown age of 20, am I really still watching cartoons? Firstly, anime and cartoons aren't the same thing. Secondly, this grown 20-year-old went to happily watch Frozen 2. You're never too old for the magic of Disney. Like most people, nearly two months into the first lockdown, I was bored out of my mind. I had watched and rewatched everything on DSTV. I had listened and danced to all the songs on my phone more than 40 times. I even started reading Wattpad again, something I hadn't done in four years. I was that desperate for entertainment. 
One boring Friday, as I lay warm in my bed, I was scrolling through Instagram looking at people dyeing their hair. Then randomly, a memory popped up in my mind. You see, my best friend and big sister had been nagging me for weeks now to watch some anime. Despite my love for watching shows and films, I tend to take a backseat in trying anything I feel is just way too unfamiliar. But on that particular Friday, my boredom had reached the point where I was considering dyeing my hair orange. So, before I did anything drastic, I poked my head out the blanket and screamed, Daniel! Bring me my laptop, please! Why get out of bed when you have a little brother? Sure enough, he came strolling along with my laptop. Within a few minutes, I had switched on my laptop, logged in, got on the internet, and was staring at the search bar. As my fingers extended to type the name of one of the animes they kept telling me about, I had no idea that with each click, I was about to enter into a world from where there is no coming back from. Death Note. Now, I could do a whole three-hour podcast on why Death Note is literally beyond amazing, but nobody got time for that. In short, the scorching hot lead character named Light finds a notebook called the Death Note. When you write someone's name in it, they will die. He decides to use the Death Note to rid the world of people he considers to be bad. But of course, there are some conditions and moral issues at play that allow the plot to unfold. From the first episode, my eyes were glued to my laptop. It was clear to me that if I had to give up sleep to finish the series, so be it. I binged the whole series in about three days. Death Note had drawn me in like a moth to a flame. The issue came when I was done. I had an intense hunger for more. The only way to fulfill it was to find another anime. By the time the president had another family meeting, I had gone through five more animes. I was perfectly content staying at home. It's been a year now after watching more anime than I do my lectures. I can proudly say that hunger is still there. Along the way, I have met extraordinary characters, villains you love to hate, and worlds you could only dream existed. Anime is my escape now. What calms my mind after a stressful week and what makes me laugh after crying myself to sleep. I never knew what I was missing out on. We have come to the end of this week's episode. Thank you for joining us. We will be sharing the next episode very soon. So do keep a lookout for that episode on our website and social media pages. In the meantime, if you haven't, registration for vaccinations for anyone older than 18 is now open. To register, head over to www.vaccine.enroll.health.gov.za. Remember, together we can beat the coronavirus. You can engage with us using social media at Rhodes underscore JMS on Twitter and at Diaries on Instagram. That is it for this episode. Stay safe. Contributions for this episode have been made by Karen Banza, Jessica Friedman, Nwabisa Moyo, Nwabisa Ngani, and Yandi Swatalane. <laughs> Bringing the world to you. The Corona Diaries. Activate countdown. Somewhere for things to just be normal again. My diary, a corona. Our stories behind the mask.